Welcome to episode four of the Think, Talk, Create podcast, the official podcast of Strategy of Mind. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen Marinella-Hall. I'm a senior associate at Boston-based Strategy of Mind, which is a global talent development and management consulting firm. And with me once again today, Strategy of Mind co-founders, Ryan Steltzer and Dr. David Brendel. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hello. Well, the focus of our episode today is, is this idea of strategy, bringing action to all of the opportunity that we're seeing right now in this post-COVID or, you know, what we hope will be a post-COVID business world. Let's dive right in. You know, this concept of strategy, what is it, in your opinions, as strategic planning? How are you defining it? Well, you know, we work with companies uh, around the world on this, on, on the idea of, of, of writing a strategic plan. And, and this was some of the work that I used to do when I was in the government is we, we, you know, we did strategic plans for the, what were called the CFO Act agencies. So the cabinet agencies, the ones that have the secretary of blank, secretary of transportation and defense and so on. So um, all of those agencies, these massive, massive government behemoths um, actually do strategic planning and they do it every five years. And it's a, you know, of course, it's a daunting exercise, but it is a rewarding exercise. And um, and so having done that work in the government and then transitioning over to the private sector and doing it with companies, I think we learned that there's there really is a, a straightforward process and, a, and an easy recipe and formula to follow when it comes to doing uh, strategic planning or any sort of strategic exercise at the organizational level. And the way that we like to think about strategy and we tell companies about strategy is that it's, 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 can you count one, two, three? And we say that because, um, it's, it really is a matter of, of the numbers one, two, three. So no, for number one, the purpose of strategic planning is to answer one question. How do you get to where, you know, where you're going with what you have and what you need? And that's ultimately the question of strategy. And then step two is to, you know, in order to answer that question, two things must happen. Uh, one, leadership has to be in total agreement as to the company's uh, objectives. And the organization really has to be prepared to act upon strategy once it's developed. Um, and if those, you know, if, if those two are met, then strategic planning can really unfold over three phases. And that's why we say one, two, three. The three phases are you know, uh, essentially discussion, planning, and execution. So in discussion, can you articulate your strategic goals? When it comes to planning, um, can you assess the actions to help you achieve those goals? And then in execution, you know, are you able to empower human capital to carry out those actions? So strategy really is just this one, two, three process. And, uh, and there's a tremendous opportunity here for organizations, uh, you know, to embark on the strategic process because what we were talking about earlier, they, they have to, it's, it's this, it, one of the inadvertent things that happened as a result of COVID-19 is that every single person and every individual and every organization, every entity, nonprofit, for-profit, whether they wanted to or not, or whether they liked it or not, had to engage in strategic planning over the last month or two. They sure did. <laughs> I mean, you had to deal with this. And, and it, you know what was amazing? And I wonder if you all feel this way as well. It was amazing to me to see companies and leaders who were either always resistant to their employees working from home or, you know, changing the way they operated, you know, and, and did business. They did it overnight. Yes. Some, some more successfully and effectively than others, of course. Some yeah. were already quite a ways, um, you know, down, down the road. 
and others were uh, pretty much in in shock and scrambling. It's uh, it's it's sort of shown me in some ways what the dangers of stability and inertia can be. Mm. Right? If you if you're stuck, you may be doing very well and very profitable year over year over year. But if you get too stuck and then something like COVID hits, you're you're in a much more dangerous situation than if you had been experimenting a bit and taking some risks earlier. Uh, this has been sort of uh, an overwhelming example of, uh, of the, the dangers of getting stuck in a stable and successful situation. And I, I think Ryan is quite right. Every company now is forced to engage in strategic planning. There's no way to avoid it. So for uh, and some, so that's, yeah, it was a wake-up call um, for some. A rude awakening for some, and for others, I think more an extension and, and an evolution of what they were already working toward. Things like work from home, uh, in some cases, a shortened work week, uh, much more flexibility. Um, much, in many ways, more respect for imp, uh, employees and coworkers to be professionals to get their work done uh, and not have to be punching in and punching out. Of course, there are jobs that require people to be on site all the time, customer service jobs, other kinds of, kinds of uh, jobs like that that may not be able to change as easily. But for, uh, for many contemporary workers, they were being forced to go into the office and stay in the office much longer than was necessary. And uh, there are many downsides uh, to that, some of which we're seeing now and also opportunities, as we discussed in our previous episode, uh, of getting past that model. So the point you both made just a few minutes ago is that every company business person had to go through a period of strategic planning in their own way, just at the beginning of this whole crisis. There's another phase happening at this point, which is kind of the return to work strategy. And that's all happening at, you know, these senior levels and all these organizations. And then I'm guessing there's going to be a post-COVID round of strategies. Well, what's your advice? Because it may sound overwhelming to folks who are facing this. My, my suggestion to clients has generally been to take take it slowly. This is this really is a great opportunity to to go back or really go forward to something that is chosen in a careful, deliberate, rational way, rather than just rushing back into the old way things were being done. Because uh, we are living in a new world, a new economy, a new way of relating to each other. So simply going back to the way it was um, may be a, a real liability to many businesses. So take it slow, think in a novel way, build it from, from the ground up uh, once again. I think companies that can take that kind of measured, uh, deliberate approach using the Think Talk Create process Ask the important questions of yourself and of others and create a, a new strategy going forward, not the old one, even if, even if the old one was extremely successful. Where, where do companies get um, or leaders get 
get caught up, get um, get in trouble in this process? Is it asking the original question or is it in getting the buy-in from the organization? Are there stumbling blocks here? I th- the, my, my sense is that in, almost invariably the company leadership and even middle management can get caught up in short-termism. And the focus becomes on what are the strategies that we can enact and implement in order to achieve short-term, short-term success. And so, um, you know, they're looking at, geez, am, am I going to get the raise at the end of the year or are we going to hit our quarterly numbers? Or, are, you know, is there something that we can do in order to ensure that this is um, a quick win as opposed to a sustained or extended win for uh, not just uh, not just me or, the, or our team, but also for the broader organization as a whole. So one of the first things I think in lessons of strategy is that you have to look five years ahead, uh, 10 years ahead sometimes. I mean, 10, year can be, 10 years can be difficult, but certainly five years. And it really is a longitudinal exercise where you're looking at okay, how can we achieve the success that we want to achieve and how are we going to measure that success over an extended period of time, not just, can I, can I have a good talking point in next month, uh, next month's earning, earnings meeting? So what I'm wondering is, is how hard that is right now because with this virus, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So how, how do we advise a company to think five years ahead at this point? It's a it's a great question, and there's there's not one answer across the board, obviously for for each company. But I think there are some principles. I do agree with uh, with what Ryan said about trying to avoid short term mm. thinking. Now, a lot of short term thinking is based in fear and legitimate fear. You know, can we keep the lights on? Can I pay right, the bill, right. rent, the mortgage? Right. And so you have to be thinking short term because you have you have bills to pay or creditors uh, or taxes to pay. Uh, so some short term thinking is unavoidable and obviously needs to be dealt with and may dictate at least part of the strategy. But in a scenario like this, if there's any bandwidth and enough, enough money in the bank to slow down then this is a time to think about core values Mm. Uh, and not only how to pay the immediate bills. That's important, but it it may be a time to focus less on, you know, how do we increase the margin from 5% to 10% in the old model and to say, you know, let's put that aside for a moment and go back to who do we want to be? What are we contributing to the economy? What's meaningful about our business to people? That's uh, much of the strategic planning that we advocate is, is on that level about meaning and values of the company and its place in the world. Uh, very difficult to do in a crisis, but it's also in the crisis where the greatest strategic opportunity lies. And, and I'm hearing, uh, you know, the left side of my brain saying, oh, I can hear, you know, some of my clients and CEOs saying, okay, that's great, but what do I tell the street? What do I tell my board of directors that we're, you know, working on from a values and what's meaningful perspective? Can, can, can it work? Well, the language needs to be massaged <laughs> for, <laughs> for different audiences. <laughs> <laughs> The street doesn't talk a lot about values. 
it does. It's it's. Uh, but you know the uh, the street has been suffering, right? Uh, and again, it, it's it is sort of you know just as Ryan was saying about short termism versus long termism. Um, the market has taken a very big hit. In many ways, not as big as um, uh, many people would have expected. Right. The Dow was below twenty. Now it's back around twenty-four. Uh, so it it, it ha- it's rebounded a bit, and it probably will more. But how you are talking to investors and talking to Wall Street, obviously, it needs to be done with care. But there can be a bit more of a long-term perspective. You know, we are retooling our company. So that when 2021 comes, we're we're shaping a whole new sector. For example, uh, you may not be talking about ethics; they don't respond to that. Uh, but but talking about at least medium term uh, stabilization and profitability uh, may be a way to pitch it in some cases. Ryan, you want to dive into that one? <laughs> yeah, I th- you know I. Um, uh, the the messaging does need to be massaged, as as David said. I think there's a Love that. yeah, there's a case for um, as any as any salesperson would tell you, or marketing executive would tell you that you know, you need to you need to craft your message specifically to the person that you're speaking to. Um, but you know the the if we go back to that initial question, so step one of strategy, the one two three model. So how do yeah. we get to where we're going with what we have and what we need? That involves multiple check-ins and timelines and and, um, and points on the curve. So how do we get to where we're going? Well, if we're talking about five years, well, we need to engage in active inquiry and, and you know apply the think talk create process and get to that that realization of, of what the future will ideally look like for us. Is it definitely going to look like that? Probably not. Um, it, but it, it is helpful to try to make predictions or try to make an effort to see, okay, well, here's what we think it's going to be, or here's what we want it to be if we could ma- wave our magic wand. And then, mm-hmm. so you have that, that destination down, you know, down the end of the yellow brick road. And now you have to think about, okay, so what do we have and what do we need? And that starts to address some medium term and some shorter term questions. So do we need to increase staffing or do, do we need to decrease staffing levels? Do we need to uh, focus on research and development? Uh, should we be, working on these products or that product, you know, it's, uh, then you start to have the more immediate questions, but they're in service of a greater goal in service of a longer term goal, which then of course speaks to the collective values of the organization. So if we can have agreement on what those collective values are, it's more likely that you're going to have agreement upon what that, uh, you know, what Oz looks like for your, for your band of, of travelers. And then also what are the, what are the steps that they're going to need to do in order to get there? Yeah. And I think you both made an excellent point a little bit earlier too. And this is where I've seen this sort of fall apart at times, the ability to articulate and, and get that executed. If you can't articulate and get the buy-in from your band, as, as you call them, um, that's difficult. You've got to get that buy-in. Absolutely. And, yes, and, and Ryan, yes, as Ryan said, it's about, you know, marketing strategies and, you know, get the marketing people in with you during the strategic planning process, because how, how it's communicated is, uh, is huge. It has, it, would have, it has a major positive or negative impact if it's communicated effectively. And it's a perfect example of the, um, of the, of the integration of short-term and long-term. Okay, so we're talking about long-term goals and long-term ideals and, you know, achieving these values. But, all right, in order to do that, 
you need to have a pretty immediate conversation around in you know in the short term do you have a psychologically safe environment in which people feel free to share their ideas because if you don't have that now you're not going to be able to get to where you want to go in, in, in you know in, in the way that you see fit um so there's a short-term objective right there ask yourself the question you know geez do we have an environment in which people feel free to share their ideas without judgment or reprisal from their colleagues because if we don't have that, then that should be our immediate focus. Forget about short term. That should be now. Like that should be what we're working on now in order to achieve that goal. And then once we have that short term goal met, well, then we can talk about some some bigger picture items. But if you don't have an environment in which people can can share ideas without being judged, then then the chances of you getting to that destination in five years are slim. Yeah, agreed. So. In closing here, some, some final thoughts from each of you, some advice for companies sort of at this crossroads, facing some of these questions, wondering what to do next. What's the first thing they should do? Well, well, I always say slow down and, and take some deep breaths and take a walk, uh, have a casual conversation with uh, the important people to you in your business or in your personal life. Everyone is so frenetic right now, especially companies that are under financial pressure. But you can always find a half hour or an hour to, to slow down and try to think beyond the immediate moment, the immediate bills that are due, uh, all the immediate exigencies, which must be addressed and can be overwhelming. But slow down and find some time to think about three months, three years beyond that. Exactly. I mean, echoing David, it's, 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 it's think as part of our think, talk, create process. You know, it's the, it's the ability to engage in active inquiry with yourself um, as David suggested and, and, and really come to some, um, to some, you know, peace of mind on some very important questions about um, what you envision as David said, you know, the next three months, six months, um, 36 months, uh, however long you'd like to look ahead. But, you, you know, you really need to engage in an active inquiry with yourself as a starting point and ask really important questions of not only, um, you know, at the individual level, but of course, at the organizational level as well. Yeah, excellent. Excellent, excellent advice. Thank you both so much for your time and your insight. And thank all of you for listening today. We look forward to seeing you next time. And in the meantime, if you have any questions, any suggestions, any topics you'd like us to cover on the Think Talk Create podcast, feel free to email our team, which is coaches at strategyofmind.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-E-S, coaches at strategyofmind.com. Thanks for joining. Take care. You have been listening to the Think Talk Create podcast, the official podcast of Strategy of Mind. To learn more about Karen, Ryan, and David and the work they do, feel free to visit their website, www.strategyofmind.com. Ryan and David's book, Death by Numbers, will be published next year by the Hachette Book Group under the Public Affairs imprint. Thank you for listening.